This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the Bob Odenkirk action thriller, Nobody. Plus, is Bob Chapek going to lead Disney to disaster? We get our first look at Kevin Smith's Netflix Masters of the Universe show, and Amazon is making the most expensive season of a TV ever. What? All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, May 16th, 2021. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the, uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, the Jock and Nerd Podcast, known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon, huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. That's right. What's up, listener? How's it going? And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we always give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And joining us is the DC Comics version of Rug Boy. Uh, we call him Carpet Lad. What's up, Carpet Lad? Hello, sir. How are you? Nice to be on the show today. Yeah, since this is the DC version of Rugboy, Carpet Lad is very polite. He's not as funny. And my costume sucks, too. And his costume is, is horrible. Yes, that's uh, as par for the course for DC Comics characters. The DC version of oh, me would shit. probably have all of his teeth. <laughs> yes, he has all of his teeth and he doesn't swear. It's no. very boring. Nobody wants this. Uh, Anthony, welcome back. We missed you. The listeners missed you last week. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm glad you could make <laughs> it. Tell us what happened and how did this happen? I need to know this story. What happened? What do you mean? Last week, why couldn't you make the show? I, wanted I just to- didn't want to be here. Oh, is that no. what happened? Oh, <laughs> and we I came see. up with an elaborate uh, like, excuse for you this about like, getting scratched. <laughs> We really know you were just yeah, getting we laid. Some it was warm out. But, uh, He's like, he got back out there. What was, I mean, we had a show. What? Ah, oh. You son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I had a, a little scratchy scratch on my eye. Ooh. I was uh, walking up the stairs and the, my pup was uh, very excited to see me. And, and he was at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. So as I was coming up, he was a little elevated and he, he had the high ground. Yeah, he had the high had ground. The high ground. He had high ground, exactly. He jumped on my face, and a nail happened to uh, get me in the eye. Oh, no. At first, I just thought it was like a normal eye poke. So, like, for a bit, it was just, like, kind of, like, painful, but not, like, too bad. And then later on in the day, it was just, I mean, one of the most terrible pains I've oh, ever had shit. in my life. Probably every 20 minutes, just shooting pain in oh, my God. eye. Oh, God. Oh, damn. So, yeah, I had to go see, a, like, an ophthalmologist or an optometrist, and they, they had, like, a scratch on the eye. Luckily, it wasn't, like, in the middle. But the eye is pretty, uh, there's a lot of nerves there, apparently. So, you think? Pretty painful. I had to avoid like light and look like Stevie Wonder for a little bit <laughs> in my own place. So, <laughs> that was fun. Just a lot of eye drops and um, Turn all the I was walking off. around with the patch at first. Nice. And they were like, we don't do that anymore. Uh, no. I'm not supposed to do that. So, I got quickly scolded to not wear a patch. 
Is it oh. politically incorrect? Why? What's? I thought it was a cool. Well, because you can trap bacteria in there. Okay, I can't. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. Point. Oh. I'm picturing the patch. I'm picturing this whole thing like uh, like Jerky Boys thing. Like my eyes, I can't see so good. <laughs> <laughs> what have I got to sue everybody? Messed up my eyes. Uh, I, is it hundred percent better now? Or uh, you yeah, still, yeah, yeah, I yeah, feel good, good. pretty much normal now. So that it does heal pretty quick as long as you don't get a infection in there. So rugs, that's how something like that could happen. He has, he's like, how would something like this happen? Yeah, you know, I actually heard about that because I was, I was so bored last week <laughs> in the dark that I decided to throw on the jock oh, no, podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I heard, uh, I heard uh, rugs ask how something like that could happen, and, I, and that's how it did. Yeah. So well, good. You guys did a, a decent show without me. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Also, it wasn't the same, but yeah, it, it wasn't <laughs> the same. But the show goes on. Also, trim the fucking dog's nails. How about that? How about the, the, the dog's nails are trimmed? Okay, it's just so I mean, they can be extra sharp when they no, scratch it the next time. No, they gotta be flat. You know what I'm oh. saying? It sounds like it was just a fucking freak fluke accident. Yeah, it was just like, of one of the most fluke things that yeah. ever happened. Oh man! All right. Well, glad you're okay. And I'm, I'm glad, glad you're, you're better. better. Yeah. yeah, you could and watch like, things. It was like a week at work where like it was one of the more important weeks oh, at work. Shit. So it was like, yeah, boss. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to work. I have to sit out all this important. <laughs> I have to stuff. sit out like shit. one of the more important. It's it was almost like. Yeah, um, it just got hard, and I don't want to do this anymore, oh, so God. I'm just going to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good excuse, though. Come on. They can't be like, look, I got to yeah. scratch. I mean, I fuck my fucking eye. I mean, what am I supposed to do? All uh, right. Well, we're back full force, 100%. Can I give my TMNT thoughts now? I see where it is in the notes. Oh, you want to do it now? I want to do it right now. Just knock it out. Okay. We talked, let's, we, just just because you guys talked about it yeah, last week, we, let's just keep it going. It, and it was I a great. To, I love talking about it, and I was dying to hear what you thought. Give us your thoughts. Go. Really quick, uh, well, I always liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Was a big fan of that movie as a kid. Had owned the VHS, that one, and part two. Part three, I knew as a kid, sucked, even then. <laughs> but uh, it had it had been a very long time. I can't remember the last time I've seen that movie. So to revisit that movie as an adult was definitely an experience. Yeah. Overall, I'll say this. the As you guys kind of mentioned, the live-action suits and them doing martial arts in those suits yeah. is still freaking amazing i mean i don't know how they pull that off I and mean, it's the fact that it's on all of that is on screen is amazing 70 pound suits um, and they're doing fucking roundhouse kicks crazy <laughs> the script is is much more horrible than i thought it was <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> the script and the the dialogue yeah. is, is fucking really bad at times i mean there's like some weird decisions like april o'neill like the middle where she's at the like they're in this like dilapidated farm that she owns that like is like looks run down and then she's drawing pictures of them and that's like narration for what they feel. Yeah, she suddenly she's an so artist. So strange. Yeah, I mean like it's like what she's an artist. What did yeah. this happen? I don't know where that came um, from. <laughs> and like the the shift until like Splinter's gone the whole time and like they should be sad but they're still cracking jokes. And, like, <laughs> but then like there's like some really cool stuff. Like there's some really cool tonal shifts. Like Shredder. Anytime Shredder's on screen is freaking like. Super ominous. The, the opening shot with Shredder, you guys didn't mention this, but the opening shot where he walks in and it's the long shadow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great. And the great. camera Sick. like comes, pans, yeah, like, yeah. like on like some sort of wire, like comes all the way down behind him, around him, and then in front yeah. is like one of the most epic entrances for a villain you'll ever that's see. That's true. That's, that's true. all on camera. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how. You, yeah. That, yeah. You got that one. Yeah. That one's that one is like fucking amazing. And the, the scene call. where like Splinter's narrating. His like origin and like the the his master getting killed. Yeah, the, that's great. The fucking woman dying. And it's like this is a kids movie and like that. Like anytime they do Splinter stuff, it's like really good. Yep. So like 
I like have mixed emotions. Like the movie t- overall, like in, in terms of like writing and dialogue, is pretty terrible, <laughs> and the tone like is shift all the time. But then, like when it's like really good, like they when they go f- when they hit the, when they hit the notes on like when it Shredder clicks, stuff, yeah, or like the comedy, or like Raphael, yeah. or like the practical app, like technically. There's a lot of really amazing stuff in this for the movie. for the price of they, they paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, how they made it. There's uh, it does get dark. There's that scene where Tetsu just like almost like kills though. He just freaks out and starts beating everyone down. Remember? And I think they had to tone that back because at one point they, they were trying to imply that he killed the dude lying down there. And, oh yeah. And then April has that line. I forgot where the ninjas attack her. And she goes, "What did I miss? My Sony payments?" I was like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> That's an interesting line there. <laughs> the the fact that uh, what's his name is in this movie, uh, Justin Hammer. Uh, um, what's that actor's name? He he's one of he's one of the uh, the Justin Hammer, guy. the fuck from uh, Green Mile too. That uh, that he's like a super famous actor. Yeah, he was in Charlie's Angels too. Uh, he, it's his premiere role. I forget I forget him the, his name off the top of my oh, head too. Cool. He's such a fucking famous oh, actor. I, I gotta look it up. Hold on, who, I, who is the famous actor in this? Dude, you don't realize. Okay, wait one second. I'm gonna pull it, and we're gonna. You're, we're all gonna be like, "Oh, that guy." Uh, Sam Rockwell's in this. Sam, Sam Rockwell's, Rockwell's in this. Yeah, How did I miss that? He's a fucking teenager. Oh shit! So he's like the lead gangster teenager that, like, at the end is like, "Oh, okay, well, we won't do this." Anymore. Oh, that's Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. How could you miss it? It's obvious as hell. It didn't. I, I forgot I didn't, to bring it up. Oh my god! No, Dude, this I, is why we need Anthony on the show. Oh my god! Yes, I never. Oh, Skeet Ulrich. And Scott Wolf are in this as thugs also. Yeah, when oh, I listened shit. to it last week, I'm like, you guys are missing some stuff. Well, What's this, going on? This is why we need Anthony. Like, but, uh, <laughs> overall, like, very mixed movie. I still enjoyed it. Not as good as I remember it as a kid, but then also, like, extremely amazing in some points. Right. So, yeah. like, so, again, like, technical wizardry and, like, the stuff they just kind of go for and, like, they, like, threw so much at you that it was, like, it didn't always coalesce into, like, a coherent movie. Yeah. But, but they were doing so many different things that it's like, man, this movie's super ambitious. As I well. feel like that's the case for a lot of eighties movies though. I feel like that it's par for the course. Like yeah. most yeah. unless it's like a Spielberg movie or something like that, most eighties movies don't make a lot of sense. And they and, you, and I think I was saying it last week, you just have to kind of roll with it. Like well, the, yeah, you you mentioned the seance thing right? that made me <laughs> yeah, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> they just fucking include crazy shit, but to make they they do it for some kind of reason to to kind of hit a button, but like there's no rhyme or reason to like how it fits into the story. Mm-hmm. They just kind of like we're doing this, and you're just gonna like uh, there's a guy with a fucking there's a guy with a ski mask on, and we're not gonna explain anything ever. And, and he and he's able to hold off all the goons. Yeah, with uh with all his different with a golf uh, club and a baseball weapons. bat and a cricket bat. I mean, it's like you got you mentioned a couple of things uh, real quick. Raphael was definitely the best character. Yeah, yep. had him. Everyone's like super New York. By yeah, the way. like yeah. <laughs> well, they grew up in New York sewers. Raphael is the best. Um, Leonardo kind of gets the short shaft. He's yeah. really like a vanilla character. The other Donatello, you can tell, is like they don't really get into how smart he is. I think they le- left that for the second one. And then Michelangelo is just like the goofball. Yeah. The other good thing though about this movie is like I thought the soundtrack still holds up. Like anytime they play the, the turtles theme or like any of the like the, the different themes they would use. I like still enjoyed all of it. I had so. it on cassette tape because the theme song was a rap song, the song in the credits, and yeah. I, it's really bad. I remember it being a lot better. <laughs> I used to know all the words to that song, and I'm like, whoa, this is bad. I think the like the foot theme or whatever yeah. that like really dark, edgy yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah. I forget I forget how it goes right now, but in the moment I was like, This is like 
This is really fucking intimidating. Well, it's so, one of the la- even though it's 1990, it's one of those last great 80s movies that is dark and it's it's for kids, but you're surprised it's for kids. You know, they don't really yeah. make those anymore. It's really dark, but also t- endearing and charming and timeless in a weird way. So I had to give it a score. Yes, I mean the script is really fucking bad. <laughs> it's really bad, and the dialogue at times is brutal. Um, <laughs> like five point seven five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but like, it's fair. Because it's like really brutal in terms of how it's written, but then technically it's like amazing at times. The heads are amazing still. They still look great. And, and Shredder's like. Shredder looks great. He's amazing. Yeah. He, anytime he's on screen, it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is a different movie when this guy gets on screen. Yeah, yeah I mean, they got a lot of things right. It has no right to be even that good. No, yeah, it does. Exactly. That's, <laughs> That's a good way thing. to put it. And the <laughs> fact that it's still probably like the most cohesive Turtles movie out of all of them still. Oh, the yeah. Most they, I mean, the fact that they've gone to like CGI and yeah. you have this where you see practical yeah. Turtles. Like, why? It's why a magic. There's just a magic. Go to back it. to that. Yeah, go back to that. You could do go that. Back to that. Imagine making those animatronic heads now. Like, they could kill it. It would look amazing. Do that. You could probably like do it now and make them. Like make their their lips move well, and yeah. the tone of what they're talking. Their tongue, right? their, that's yeah. a little off. I would like love so to see what practical can do now with right. all the technology that we have, all the smaller microchip chips and servos and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Like remote Bluetooth shit. You don't need yeah. wires. You don't need these puppeteers standing right there. And that's right. I think the closest we saw rugs is that uh, what was that Jim Henson show on Netflix that they canceled? Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. There was some amazing stuff in there in terms of suits and I still think and they were using old school methods. I yeah. don't think they were using new shit yet. Like, oh, okay. like the state of, I don't think they were using state of the art, like top of the line shit. Like, because you, they have to make that budget work for an entire show. Yeah. But imagine you just had, you have to create 20 to 30 minutes of like pure magic on screen with effects using practical. Disney has this technology. It's in their theme parks. They use it for everything. They're amazing animatronic expressive machine people and they could do it. They could kill this now. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see it. But they're not going back to practical like we said they're doing CG reboot with uh Seth Rogen, Evan mm-hmm. Goldberg. So, all right, good. I'm so glad I got to I wanted to talk to you about this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wraps up our review from last week. Okay, let's do some geek news now. <laughs> The Jock and Ned Podcast. You guys, Disney had one of them earnings calls this week where they talk about earnings and stuff. Was it good? Was it good? Well, there's some interesting. How much did they earn? They earned some shit. I don't know how much, but there's usually a few nuggets of information that come out of this. The first being uh, what they're doing with their movies, notably Shang-Chi and uh, free guy moving forward, you know, Black Widow is coming out in July, day and date. We'll be able to see it on Disney Plus the same day it hits the theater. Shang-Chi and Free Guy will get a 45-day theatrical release before hitting Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. So it used to be 90 days is the standard, but I think that 90 days is gone. I think everyone, now that they're going to do this, I think everyone's going to do that. Uh, comments on that, first of all, anything. 45 day that's like a little over a month month right? and a half you, month and a half you can you can go to the theater or you could just wait and watch it at home a month and a half i think it's a good compromise i would prefer it to come out the same day of course mm-hmm. i mean I, this is what i was saying a long time ago so i i think they they finally caught up to me no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i'm just like yeah i mean Damn. a month and 
like a month and a half is that's that's going to be your main domestic take. Right. So everything else is going to go happen overseas when every all these markets open eventually because they don't all open at the same time. But like domestically, it makes sense. Like after 45 days, you're going to get trickles of stuff. So will it, this will help people getting back in the theater, Anthony, you think? Yeah, I think um, I think I mean, people definitely want to do shit first off. Um, 40, I mean, 45 days. That doesn't really mean anything to me just because and if there's ever a movie I want to see, I see it within the first week. Right. So the window for me has never been a factor uh, of like wanting to catch something before it runs out in the movie theater. But uh, yeah, I, I think generally people want to do stuff. And as we've seen with Godzilla versus Kong, people will go to a movie theater. Yeah. And this is September. So it's still a ways away. Yeah, we were just talking about how I noticed, like, I see photos on social media of people in New York and Chicago, and the weather is nice, and people, there's people fucking everywhere. Oh Oh my god, everybody's in Central Park, everybody's outside hanging out. Uh, it's it's strangely I've normal. Been out. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty normal. It's crazy, and of course, normal. you know, and then combine the fact with the CDC just said, "Hey, fuck it, it's over. Ever you got vaccine? Take, Take your mask off. off. It's done. You can do whatever you want. It's over. Back to normal. People, open up. I guess that's, that's such a, a strange. That's it is a, a strange very, thing to me. It is a very strange thing to say after they have been giving us these measured, slow updates throughout this whole thing, and suddenly they're like, "Take it off. We're done." Now, can I, can I ask some obvious questions? Do you think that they knew that there wasn't really a big deal and or or is it really true that these vaccines are just so amazing that Bill Maher got it and it's it's <laughs> and the Yankees got it and uh it's like this news coming out at the same time just so weird the, the the like the vaccines are amazing but then people are still getting it like the Yankees and yeah, Bill Maher no, are people still are still getting it after well, the yeah, I mean, there is breakthrough infection that's sure. what yeah. it's called yeah and there's but they're saying that it works against all the variants it's it's good enough if you study it from or if you look at the stuff they say it's good enough that even if you get it you won't have as severe of a sickness and that if you have it and it's like no asymptomatic you don't you don't have a low you have a low chance of spreading it so yeah I guess your load is small you have a small load is small what they say viral load <laughs> I got a small load over here my problem is I have this little white piece of paper with printed ink uh, with some ink writing on it that could easily I could make it in Photoshop in literally like five minutes oh, I mean, at this point with how uh, is anybody enforcing this you thing no, you, can't. you can't so at this point everyone can it's just do what they it's want just an excuse to say you're vaccinated take your fucking mask off go on with your life great I may still wear my mask certain places. I still oh, think I definitely I, don't dude, trust people on a plane. I think if you're in public transportation, well, no, in you, a have hospital, to. you have to. Yeah, you have we, to. We, we sh- still can't. We should we have been wearing them anyways on planes and these public areas. I think. Anyways, how did we get to this? Sorry, my fault. You um, did it. I did yeah, it. This is your fault. Other thing that they mentioned on the earnings call, Disney Plus has now reached 103.6 million subscribers. Oh, shit. Sounds like a great number. However, Wall Street analysts didn't think this was all the growth that they were expecting. They they their number was they thought they'd make a hundred and nine point three. So this is it's a little bit different. One hundred three, one hundred nine point three. Um, the, they mentioned the other thing that happened recently is they Disney Plus had its first price increase. It went up a buck in the U.S. to seven ninety nine. Uh, they did also. Get 20 million subscribers in the last quarter of last year. Oh, shit. Unbelievable. But this slowdown seems to be affecting all the streaming services as Netflix gained, in comparison, same quarter one, only 4 million. 
new streaming subscribers. Why? why? What's happening? People are going outside. People are going outside. People are going outside. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. As that's we just exactly talked about, it, it seems like there's a correlation there. Yeah, it does. Okay, that makes sense. People are tired of being inside. It's nice out. Yeah. They're vaccinated, or or they're claiming they're vaccinated, or they don't give a fuck about being vaccinated, and they're going outside. So these services got this bump, but they have to expect it to fucking level out yeah, now, course. back to normal. Obviously, yeah. So they're they said they're still on track to reach their goal of two hundred thirty to two hundred sixty million subs by twenty twenty four, the end of twenty twenty four. Rugs, any comment on the number of subscribers? Is it is it enough? Too much? <laughs> <laughs> Too fast, I, too I, slow, I, I too much. I think it's too much. I think less people should be subscribing. <laughs> yes, cancel your I don't know. It sounds fine. I mean, it sounds like normal. I mean, look, it, it, how much can they get? It, there's only so many people in the world, and so many people give a fuck about watching movies. Not everyone cares about watching TV and movies. Yeah, so. Netflix sitting at what, like 200 plus million. So there's, yeah. there's I, have the a, I have a Disney question for you guys okay. before we move on. Disney. Yeah, I got more Disney news. Go how ahead. is Bad Batch? Ah, oh, Bad Biatches this is pretty good. I'm Bad taking biatch. it. It's a Snoop Dogg's first show. I made that joke. I can't joke. see Anthony Bad. watching it, to be honest. No, I don't know if you or the Anthony will enjoy it. Well, that's off of like Clone Wars and whatever the other one was, right? It's Yeah. It, it's it, Yeah, so Rebels. I haven't seen those. So I, I would, you don't really I need to see those, though, to enjoy this. I've seen, you know, I've seen a little bit of Clone Wars and Rebels. I haven't seen the whole thing. Uh, but I think you could still follow it because they set up these characters pretty well. Is it, is it good? It's good. Yeah, like it's it. good. Like but it. it's, it's the reason why I'm saying you probably wouldn't like it is it's very boilerplate at this very moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't know if it's going to grab you. I don't even know how much it's going to change and I have a feeling it's going to get less boilerplate as we get into it, but it seems like very generic. So it mm. doesn't have anything that really pull you in and I it doesn't and there's no like uh, really big characters that you know from Star Wars lore. Right, this is right, kind of like this right. side group. Yeah. Of uh, you've seen the Bad Batch in something else. Maybe you haven't seen ever seen they've the Bad been Batch in something have. else in Clone Wars. Yeah, they've been in they've been in the Clone Wars and that last one with, with um the last Soka season. Tano. Okay, okay. So they were there. We we saw them. Uh, they were on, they were on a mission with with everybody in in Clone Wars, but now we're seeing them on their own. But um, yeah, the Bad Batch. It's easy to follow. You it's a if you want to get into a Star Wars series, you could probably easily follow what's going on. But I'm I don't know if you'd like it. That's the only thing. There's I, a part of it that's mm. kind of for kids also, you know, I think it's skewing to get like kind of a younger, broader audience. Uh and they're definitely just setting things up right now. It's kind of formula. Rugs is absolutely right. So I'm curious I'm just curious because uh oh sorry, I'm I'm just curious because of how lauded mandalorian was and how it just kind of sparked yeah star wars on disney plus being back it's similar it's similar in the in the sense of the episodes are kind of like these one-off episodes that are building to a whole thing and they're like you know the mission well, they're of the mandalorian week. adjacent because they're all dealing with um you know Django fett's dna which is used for the clones right all the clones yeah so um they're all like kind of mandalorian adjacent so hmm. there is some there, there is something to it that, you know, these troopers and the Mandalorians, they're warriors, they're breed, bred to be warriors, it's and there's like kind of like a, a correlation. G.I. Joe meets the Star Wars a little bit, you know, each, everyone's got these, these characters have their, each one has a specific thing they do, a specialty in, in fighting, 
you know, tracking or sniper or tech stuff. The first episode, 75 minutes. Maybe check that one out. You might get sucked into it. But 75 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a long one. And then they're like half hour episodes. So they give you a lot to set up the beginning. But I agree with Rugs. I don't know. I don't know if you should uh, You should wait for just I feel like Mandalorian season three. I feel like this show, I, I'm very just curious about where the show is going. Like, I have no idea why they would make this show. It seems like such a non-show to make. Mm. Just filler. There, just filler. I'm, like, it must be, it has to lead to something big. And if it does it, then I'm going to be like, why did you make this show? Well, the live action shows, you know, can point to make, lead to something big. I don't know if these, these animated shows can just be like, whatever, like in their own little pockets, but maybe it is leading but to no, something. But no, even the Re- even Rebels. Now. Yeah, it's all canon. Rebels and Clone Wars. You, they did it gave stuff. you, yeah. Ahsoka Tano yeah. fucking fought Darth yeah. Vader in, yeah. in the, all right? There's all the all the stuff that ties into all this other stuff in Star Wars that's major. So here, even though we have Order sixty six, which is a major turning point, yeah, and we do have the Emperor, and I think we do have Darth Vader in this too. No, I but think it, after he's not Darth Vader yet. This no, is he's, he's this is this. I thought this is in between episodes two and three. Oh, is it? Because doesn't it start at the end of the Clone Wars? Yes, at the end of Clone Wars, Order sixty six is, is is uh. And then that's when he starts going bad. Oh, bad. Then, uh maybe he is Darth Vader. I don't know. It's no, big- he is Darth Vader because if Order sixty six is given, that means that all of the Jedi have to be killed, and there's still yeah. Jedi in the in the in Return of the Sith. Right. So it, it, it's this is so maybe we can Dar- see Darth we're in Vader. a Darth Vader world Ooh, right okay, now. So maybe he'll show up. That would be cool. So yeah, and plus. The last thing with Ahsoka Tano and Darth Vader, that whole thing, they were in that same timeline. So obviously Darth Vader exists there. So. Right. Okay. I'm wrong. So we're in Darth Vader. Wrong. wrong. So, th- there, is, so <laughs> there is a possibility of Darth Vader and some of the other st- other characters still being around. Okay. Well, it's, well I'm, I'm in. So like, uh, like Obi-Wan could still be around. Yeah. and I think Star Wars fans are enjoying it. Uh, but look, speaking of Disney, I brought up all this earning call shit because I found this article put out the same day this earning call happened. I don't know if you guys got a chance to read it. it the headline from Variety, Disney's new world order leads to confusion and bruised egos. Right? Oh, shit. This is a very interesting article. A lot to unpack here. Did you guys get a chance to skim this over at all? Yeah, I took a look at it. But yeah. What, uh, Anthony, what did you get uh, from this article? There seems to be, you know, it's a transition year. We talked about how Bob Iger this year stepped down as CEO. Bob Chapek stepped in. Iger still in the background as chairman of the board as Bob Chapek starts to take full transition this year. Now, Iger did a lot of shit. You know, we talked about his the last decade. What amazing things he was he's the done. acquisitions man. He was the acquisitions man. He got you know he put his faith in Kevin Feige. He launched the MCU. All the shit this guy loves to uh, support the creative. The, it's everything starts from the story, the creative, and they build everything that way. And he's he's streamlined the company in the past ten years. Right? He's let's not forget he's the guy who took out Ike Perlmutter. He took out the committee. That was like in between things. You make him sound like he's a fucking hitman. Well, he 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 took out a lot of auditor. Uh, yeah, like the auditor, he took out a lot of unnecessary bureaucratic levels so that things could be worked on better and streamlined and come off faster. Right now, this article describes Bob Chapek's way of doing things, and it kind of sounds like it's the fucking opposite. Oh shit! And he's going backwards. What did you think of this article, Anthony? Uh, to be honest, other than the fact that like. You know, it's just a new leader, so obviously things are going to be different. 
I didn't really make anything of no? it because at the end of the day, I don't. It didn't really. You know, I think I would care more if I saw some effect of what was happening on screen, but I don't know that I've seen anything well, different. Well, here's the thing. You won't so, see. But maybe once we do, yeah. maybe then we could comment on it. But other than that, I mean, it just sounds like a lot of people complaining about someone that's different in the role, not leading the way the other guys. Like. Well, here's the thing. we w- If this guy starts... Again, it doesn't affect me. I don't, not I don't yet, care, but really. if this guy starts to fuck up the process that's worked so well... Sure. That in four or five years, we will see huge effects. You know, yeah, then we could point back to this article, but now it's just like, it just seems like a lot of like, it just seems like a lot of drama back behind the stage well, that I don't really care yeah, about. Yeah, they're, they're not, they don't get along. But my question is if, look, Bob Iger set up this thing, he, he fixed, he streamlined the way things are done, and then he's stepping down, you come in. Why would you undo that? It sounds like Bob Chapek is adding things back in and removing power from the creatives back to the executives and the corporate level rugs. What is your take on this? I don't like too much corporate oversight. Yeah. I feel like that the guys in suits don't get anything. They just look at charts and shit and then they guess. And so as, as much as possible, I want them not to be involved. So I'm not really that pumped about, you know, Chapek's ways of doing things. But as Tony said, when we see how it affects the films and it, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be bad. So I don't uh, think it's going to be good. He could be leading them to, backwards into a disastrous path here uh, because he people are like, it's so different here than six months ago. Uh, it's become convoluted and nobody knows you know, who reports to what. So it just sounds like a nightmare. Well, you, you asked the question and I wanted to kind of address that. Like basically you're saying, why does he, why did this new guy come in and rock the boat? Right. Yeah. Like why did he not just keep everything the way it was? Yeah. It's been going smoothly. And I would say that I think a lot of guys that get up to that want to be leaders of gigantic companies like that, not only want to like lead, but they also want to put their stamp on. Things. Okay. Yeah. And you know, like, who wants to be the guy that just like copied what the guy in front of him did? Plus, I mean, right? JPEG got this in a really bad position where it's in the middle of the pandemic and they suddenly shifted everything towards streaming at Disney Plus and you got to launch this thing. That's a hard job. However, yes, I mean, I think I think what what I would say, though, is like I, and I have no idea how it's going to play out. It might play out terribly, but I think like if he's a guy in his position, he goes, you elected me to be like or elected me, but you chose you me. me. Yes, I, I earned this, yep. whatever you want to yep. say that to this position. Like, let me lead how I want to lead, right? Like, you can't if 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 you're the top guy and if you got promoted to that spot, you're are you promoted to that spot to be like someone else? No, you're promoted to because you earned it and you did the things that you would do to get to that spot. What's interesting is uh, I was listening to John Campia talk about this story, and he mentioned that where did Bob Chapin come from? You want to look at his you know his pedigree, what he's done. He used to manage the parks. And if you ask the hardcore fans of the Disney parks, they will point to him and say, that guy fucked up the parks. <laughs> right? So this is not a good trend already. And now he kind of gets this this position. Also, what's funny, Alan Horn, who's the head head guy, he is going to step down and maybe replaced by another Alan, Alan Bergman. So Disney just replaced people with the same first name because it's easier to remember. Yeah, we need a new Bob. Oh, they just, uh, if you, if you, Bob's and Allen's. I don't want to have to remember another new name. We need a Chuck. <laughs> Is there a we Chuck, have a Chuck? Right here? We got one in accounting. Well, you know, put a Subaru on him yeah, and set him up here. The, the, I don't know why they replace Allen with Allen and Bob with Bob. I just hope, 
Kevin Feige could navigate this and still keep this franchise good with if he's changing these things. Because I heard great things about Iger, how he, you know, loved the talent and and saw the story. And I hope this guy's the same way. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I'll let you know in about five years, listener. Check back. (laughs) We'll still be here. Uh, But if you want to get in touch and join the conversation now, like this year, Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed. It's exclusive just for you. We're all in there. Rug Boy's in there. We get to hang out, post fun, geeky things. Welcome, Nick Jennings, to the group. Jock and Nerd. Uh, and thank you. Welcome, Nicholas. Nicholas Jennings. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Sure. Here is a weird decision <laughs> <Sure>. uh, Disney <laughs> has made. Let me ask you about this one. This one doesn't make a lot of sense. Apparently, even though... Disney fired uh, Gina Carano <laughs> from The Mandalorian. Oh, shit. Earlier this year, they are still promoting her as best supporting actress for the Emmys for her role in The Mandalorian. What? Is that a contractual obligation, you think? Is it? Uh, they, they put out a poster with everybody's name. Now, it's not just her. This poster has everybody's names. You know, they want Pedro Pascal, best lead actor. She's the only one they're putting up as supporting actress. I just I don't understand what kind of message this sends. It's kind of confusing. Do you do you want to promote and get a person you fired and make sure they get a award? Anthony, what do you think? I don't think she's going to win. No, <laughs> and I have no idea who the competition is against. So I'm speaking just purely on what I think about her acting skills. But it'd be really amazing <laughs> to see her win shit. and win oh, and be shit. put on and put in a position to win an award for a company that she's been let go can of. you imagine that fucking acceptance speech oh Awkward. wow i want to see that you think she even shows up uh i mean i guess oh yeah she'll show up she'll be, oh, she's, she'll oh, yeah. be there that, she, she's looking for a platform she's like i got a chance i could get up there on a microphone i'm fucking there but rugs <laughs> you're probably right the uh contractual though with Maybe you have to even what if you suck? What if you did the season and you suck? You still be like, you have to nominate me. I don't know. I just can't believe I think they're obligated to do it. I feel like that there's something baked in Four year. It's a four year consideration. There's a bunch of guest actors that they're putting up for Emmys. Now, let's not forget last year. They got 15 Emmy nominations, seven fucking wins. Oh, Uh, this is an Emmy winning show right out the bat, right out the gate. So we'll see July 13th if uh, the Emmys fall for. The Gina Carano bait. I don't know. That's a weird one. Uh, here's another good story about uh, a, a, a new director that you all love, Anthony. We love Regina King, directed One Night in Miami. Amazing mm-hmm. on Watchmen. She has her next job. It is a comic book property. Regina King is going to be directing the adaptation Bitter Root for Legendary. Oh, shit. There's a lot of fucking cool things about this. The first thing being... Episode 317, Anthony, the last co- convention we went to, C2E2, uh, February 2020, right? That's yeah. right. I talked to co-creator and artist. It was, March. it was March. I talked to Sanford Green, who is the artist and co-creator of Bitterroot. You can hear him. You can hear my conversation with him. And back then, he goes, there's something happening. We've been optioned. I can't really talk about it. And then I see this fucking story, and I was like, Geek boner. oh, this is fantastic. Uh, what do you think? I know you probably guys don't know what Bitterroot is. Does anybody know? Yeah, it's like uh, 
a bunch of like uh, vampire hunters, monster hunters that live up in in Harlem, I believe. Yeah, right? it's from Image, and it's about monster hunters. Uh, during- I, lo- I love Sanford Green's artwork, so he, that's he, why. Yeah, he's great. It. Harlem Renaissance. There's, there's, and I have actually, I have the first trade paperback. He signed it uh, to me, and the, if you follow him on Instagram, you can catch him inking and drawing the pages and the covers all the time. Lots of fun. His art is great. Really nice guy. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. And Anthony, what about this pick? Regina King. Now that you know, this is uh, kind of a sci-fi story set in the Harlem Renaissance about monster hunters. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting choice because all we've seen her do is One Night in Miami, which is a movie based on, on a, play a play with yeah. basically one setting in one location. And now she's doing a comic book monster movie. So, yeah, I mean, she was she did really well in One Night in Miami. And uh, I think it's interesting to see... You know, up and coming directors like her and directors like her that are making interesting choices, like going from something like that to someone like this. You know, it's it's it reminds me sort of not on the same level, but it kind of reminds me of like Chloe Zhao doing Nomadland yep. and then doing Eternals. Yep. Where it's like, oh, wow, like I would not expect you to do something like that. But I feel like this might be my, a little bit more like her vision, though, I think. Yeah, def- definitely might be her vision, but definitely seems like um, just the the atmosphere in Hollywood is a lot of directors are able to kind of play around in different sandboxes. So it'd be interesting. It's open. Yeah. So uh, Ryan Coogler, one of the producers, uh, oh, there you yeah, go. set in uh, 1924. They're saying it's kind of a get out meets blade, the vampire hunter. That'd be awesome. Right. Uh, it's set in 1924 during Harlem Renaissance tells the story, tells the tale of Sangrius, a family of once great monster hunters who face an evil that descends upon New York. It is an Eisner nominated comic. Very great. Good comic book. You know, you know, they, that, uh, Coogler's, that proximity of media. Yeah. That's his they, studio. They did a big deal with like Disney, right? Oh. Remember we talked about that. Yeah, they Where did. They were going to produce different that's things right. for. Um, Disney Plus and all their different. So you might see this on like Hulu or something from with legendary producing. That's yeah, it's interesting. The legendary yeah. picked this up. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I remember that that deal of mentioning proximity media and and different things that they were going to do. And again, the trend of people finding these comic book IPs left and right now and making the craziest things uh, is become normal. So I, this is it's so great. Hopefully, it's better than Jupiter's Legacy. Right? Oh boy, yes, it can't be. <laughs> worse well i guess it could <laughs> it could be worse right that one i watched 20 minutes of that did of you really episode. i, I yep. finished it out well i'll talk about it a little bit at afterwards <laughs> okay with something i don't know how people are watching uh th- Not this next one is for rugs and myself and 80s kids who love masters of the universe and he-man rugs remember they were making a reboot of masters of the universe again it was supposed to come out this year or the next year yeah, the following movie, year. yeah. So Noah Centino was cast as Adam He-Man in this. Terrible casting, yes. Well, he is in the Black Adam movie, and he is no longer going to be He-Man. Oh, shit. Leaving me to think this movie probably is never going to get made. Probably not. And you know what? Maybe you don't need to do this in live action, because what we do have to get you excited for He-Man is a first look at Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe reboot for netflix he put out a bunch of stills of the characters uh he's saying this show is set up as the next legacy next episode in the legacy of the 80s animated series it's gonna it's a continuation of that story and from these stills and the shots they look like awesome updated versions of the cartoon figures i think this is gonna be really fucking good Geek i love what I i'm mean- seeing already 
I we really had this like in the two thousands. We had a we great did. Masters of and the Universe yes. reboot. Yes, that one's great. You can always go back and watch it. And uh, yeah, it was legit, and it was like serious or whatever. I hope this is in the same vein, Yo, but it also Orko. feels like he's got Orco in this one, motherfucking Orco. Yeah, it also feels like it's a we've already been here, and uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not really that. I like what I see as far as the animation, and I like what the the, the previous animation company has done, like yeah. Castlevania. Yeah, it's like super gory, but I don't think they're going to be doing it with this. I think they're just going to try and you know. Uh, do some fan service, hopefully. And, well, it is uh, Kevin Smith. He loves the fan service. Yeah. However, I think that's is Castlevania like uh, that one is a little more adult, like a little more edgy blood, like yeah, super edgy blood, all kinds of stuff. So this is what I'm hoping. Kevin Smith clearly he's talked about it. he loves He Man. He's like you know our generation. He grew up with He Man. He wants to make a show for kids that grew up with this He Man and now kind of want an adult update of this thing. So I'm hoping. It does have a little bit of edge and blood, and it is not really meant for kids, and it's meant for... Well, there's a kid's version coming out. Oh, already? It's going to be 3D, and yeah, the, uh, the designs look very strange. Oh, is it like all sharp and stylized and angular and shit, probably? Yeah, it looks like Ben 10, and okay. like he doesn't he doesn't have like his bare chest anymore. He's like wearing like a, like a cut-off shirt. It's just weird. Um, you can see it if you look it up. The new it's going to be on Netflix. It's called uh, I think it's called Masters of the Universe or something. I don't know what it's called, but um, there is a second show coming out also on Netflix. That's not confusing yes. at all. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I'm excited for this. Whatever this. Comes I out. like the I like the character designs. Yeah, the design looks great. I think the the drawing looks great. I mean, there there was a shot that was on getting a lot of memes, uh, which was all of Tila and her crew. Yeah, like, yeah, they're all jacked. Yes. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, we've seen this with the Amazons. We've seen this, but like, it just, it just was like, I uh, mean, He-Man is jacked. So why shouldn't everybody else be jacked? The Sorcerer is not jacked. This comes out July. Is Orko jacked in this? Orko (laughs) is not jacked, but he's a little more, he's a little scarier looking. You know, he's not as cute. Looks more like the ears look more like an elf. July 23rd. This will be released. Masters of the Universe. Revelation. Anthony, any comment at all? Do you care? No, I really don't. Yeah, I thought so. We can move on. I thought so. Let's move on. Before we do, listener, if you want a jock and nerd uh, shirt like our buddy Joe Henry bought, and I saw him wearing it while he was fucking skateboarding. Oh, shit. Fantastic, Joe. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. He's at the skate park wearing a jock and nerd podcast, and all the kids are going to see it, uh, T-shirt. So you can get your own, jockandnerd.com slash shop. It's a T public shop. I believe there's sales this week, next week, uh, uh, all the time. Just go there. Check it out. Get some t-shirts. Put it on. Take a picture. Send it to us. And then we will geek boner. We will geek out over it. Okay. I've been dying to bring up this story with you guys. And I keep getting pushed off. Basically, Amazon bought the rights to Lord of the Rings for $250 million a few years ago. Right? That was just the rights to make things. They have come out saying their first season the budget of the first season of this Lord of the Rings show was about $465 million. Oh, shit. Okay, almost half a billion dollars, one season of television. This makes it by far the most expensive TV show ever fucking made. This is almost uh, three, four, five times where Game of Thrones ended when they were making their show what their budget was. 
My first question, do you think they're going to use this money? This much money is necessary. And will it be used properly? Anyone? I mean, yes. Like, okay. Uh, they're going to make dragons and orcs and shit. You know, I don't think they're going to do like a, a lot of the practical stuff. They're going to just use CG for everything, probably. So who knows? I mean, the cast has probably got to be huge. Uh, yeah. Le- you know, location sets, costuming. Uh, just craft services. Anthony, <laughs> we talked about Netflix paid the same amount of money, $500 million for the r- option to make two knives out movies. Bezos doesn't pay taxes. So he has a lot of money to throw around. Is this a good investment? Is it a good investment? Um, I think every studio, every streaming service is looking for their next Trojan horse and their thing. That's going to, they want buzz, right? Yeah. They want viewers. They want buzz. They want things that are going to permeate in the mainstream and get people talking and then get people subscribing. So too soon to say, I mean, Lord of the Rings was super popular. The Hobbit wasn't as popular yeah. after. Yeah. It's been a good amount of time since we've seen some Lord of the Rings type stuff. So it's tough to say. I don't know. I mean, Game of Thrones was hugely popular, but Lord of the Rings isn't like it's similar but very different in tone so if it's it, it all depends on you know if it creates the buzz of 465 million though it's, 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 it's insane for one season this has to be the biggest most successful show ever to get that return so in perspective peter jackson spent around 280 million to make uh the original three movies I mean, remember we talked about that first movie he made for under a hundred million dollars. This is wild. Right. It was crazy. Right. Uh, the Hobbit trilogy cost $623 million. The final season of HBO's Game of Thrones cost 15 million an episode. So that's like 90 million. So Game of Thrones spent 90 million for six episodes. Amazon's going to spend 465 million for probably six to eight episodes of that's insane. It's so fucking oh, it's, shit. It's the, um, Kind of the the industry the the times we're in where with these with these streaming services and big event TV event TV yeah. yeah it's huge that's that's what they want yeah that's a good point that's a good way to put it event TV they want to create event TV event TV which is what Marvel is doing on Disney Plus and they're doing Marvel's it well doing it. Netflix just has so much that they've kind of been they doing create it. little pockets of event TV yeah you, you got to have to you the whole goal it seems like is to create buzz you know like. To, to basically light up um, your screen or your like your map or your whatever your radar for like as long as possible with like an, a property and then do it again and then find something else and then do it with that. It's crazy because on one hand you're spending all this money to create something that we everyone's seen already uh, or a, a large portion of people that are at least uh, our age have seen already because we they came out when we were like going to the movies a lot. So it's the originality isn't there. Like we already kind of know what's going to happen and we're just going to relive it. But for people who haven't seen it, this might be really interesting. It's just so, so crazy that they're spending so much money on something that's already come out. And we already have seen before. What is it supposed to be? Uh, do we know, like, is it like a prequel? Is it like a continuation? Is it a side story that happened so- in the midst of this? Well, I heard there was going to do the Cimmerillion. Is that something that Netflix is doing that? Or is that 
this is it. It's this one is set in the second age of Middle Earth before the events of the Lord of the Rings novel. Oh, and so this films. so this is the Cimmerillion, not Lord of the Rings. Right. It's I don't know. I remember reading the story. It's about like uh, the rings themselves and how Sauron gets the ring. I think initially. Okay. Yeah. So that that's going to be that no one's has seen before. So that's what I was. I was confused. I'm like, there is, isn't there another one that's doing the prequel to the Lord of the Rings? Thousands of years before the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, Farrell's ensemble cast of characters as they confront the reemergence of evil in Middle Earth. Okay, Second age yeah. of Middle Earth. That's what so, we're yeah. doing. They're shooting in New Zealand. The cast is gigantic. Uh, so maybe this uh, wiki says expected to premiere in 2021, maybe late this year. I don't know. This is kind of like a rise to power of an anti-hero that goes wrong. It could be tra- it could be a tragic story. It better look fucking great for four hundred and sixty five million dollars. That's oh yeah, sure. you bet it's gonna be some crazy shit. All right, we're gonna take a break here. We are going to be reviewing a movie that is about nobody. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV. Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald, and I am from Two Peas on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment. And we go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www.2peasonapod.com. I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun. See you soon. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Jock and Nerd Listener, if you enjoy the show and you get a chuckle entertainment value, if we brighten up your week, if you look forward to the show every week, then I think you should join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can support the show. Ensures we keep making the show for as little as $3 a month. You get access to an exclusive RSS podcast feed where there's bonus content extra content the shows come out early there's a sports show lots of fun stuff there and we have tiers where you get different things based on the tiers on the high end you guys thirty dollars a month now patreon they work this in it's very easy to uh for me to uh fulfill it thirty dollars a month after a few months you get a free jock and nerd t-shirt oh shit and I don't even have to do anything. It does it automatically and ships it out. I fucking love it. Thank you, Patreon. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, it's very nice. $10 a month gives you the power to pick any movie you want us to watch and review. You can force us to watch a classic or a piece of shit and sit through it and tell you what we thought. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to do We did a bunch of those and we're going to do one right now. So visit jockinner.com slash Patreon today. 
This week's movie review is a Patreon-sponsored movie from our awesome buddy, our best listener, best patron, Blake Braden. Oh, really? Yes. The movie, this is his second What pick. makes him the best? Because he's, I don't know. I love Blake Braden. Mm, I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He has been a patron of ours for 39 months. That's over three fucking years. Geek boner. Yeah. Thank you, Blake Braden. That's why he's the best. His first movie pick was The Crow. We did that. His second pick here, which you get if you, you know, support us $10 a month over a year. You got one every year. Nobody from this year, 2021, the movie Nobody Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. I'm excited because this is actually a new movie. I Everyone told me you have to watch this. I was excited to see it. And now we have the perfect reason to watch it. This movie, after multiple delays, eventually released in theaters just this past March. Uh, and then you can rent it now. It came out in April on VOD. On Rotten Tomatoes, it is sitting at 82%. Uh, not bad. Oh, really? Seven, a straight 7 out of 10 average rating. This movie was made for $16 million. Uh, opening weekend, it makes about $6 million, but it has made $45 million worldwide, domestic and international. Not bad for the budget of $16 million, I would think. Uh, and now here's where things get fun, because this movie is directed by Ilya Neyshuler, best known for directing Hardcore Henry. You ever see that? I have seen that. It's a pretty interesting movie. It is a very interesting movie. It is the movie told from a first-person point of view, like it's a video game, your video game character, except it's like 89 minutes of this, and by the end of it, it's a little hard, because that's a long time. Oh, yeah. It's a long time to watch point of view anything, right? Yeah. But the action... Porn, maybe, if it's 15 minutes. Yes, it's just... (laughs) 15 minutes of point of view porn. The action similar to Hardcore Henry. Written by Derek Kolstad. Geek boner. The guy who wrote all three John Wicks. He's writing the next two John Wicks. He actually wrote two episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He wrote on The Whole World is Watching and the Power Broker episodes. I didn't mm. I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, and then produced by David Leach, who's also uh, produced and directed John Wick and the Deadpools and Tobey Maguire and Bob Odenkirk. Producing this movie, Bob Odenkirk, of course, starring lead as Hutch Manziel, uh, the amazing Bob Odenkirk. And then you have Connie Nielsen as his wife, Christopher Lloyd as his father, Alexei Serebryakov as the Russian gangster Yulian Kuznetsov, bad guy, uh, quick Michael Ironside cameo. And of course, the woo, Riza, fucking Riza, oh, shit. Reckon Necks, represent uh, as his brother. Uh, and some other people. Anthony, what happens in Nobody? Nobody is about this man who, like Liz, basically just your run-of-the-mill suburban dad going through life, punching in, punching out, family, wife, seems pretty dis- disinterested in the monotony of his life, happens to get robbed, and it jolts something in him. That hasn't been awakened in a while, and he decides to eventually take up kind of correcting some wrongs in the streets, and there's a secret past to this man that uh, we find out about, and by going out and getting on the streets and fighting people, basically, he stirs up some trouble with some really bad people. And they just kind of escalate. And he's back in the game. Sounds like another movie. 
Yeah, uh, it sounds like wrote. John Wick, maybe. Bit. Exact same movie. Uh, maybe exact. Maybe some differences. I'm dying to know. Anthony, let's start with you. What would you think <laughs> when you saw The End of Nobody? You know, I mean, it's it's very similar to John yeah. Wick. It's similar to like a Taken or a, like Death Wish. And there's like a bunch of movies where it's like a normal guy gets looped into something and you find out that he's, a he's not, not a normal, a normal guy normal. or he's like or more like or something like a revenge story and it's just like a guy mowing down people and just being badass but like also like not looking like arnold sort of yeah, thing yeah dead bod kind you of like ran- like yeah, that yeah. new rambo movie that came right, out right so they fuck with the wrong guy <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah nobody i liked it i thought it was nice. uh you know i didn't really i didn't even know this movie came out this year yeah i had no idea really what to expect i like the play of the fact that it's Bob Odenkirk, yeah, he just yeah, looks like yeah, he just looks like such a normal dude. <laughs> so th- there's the kind of kind of the twist on that, like he just doesn't look like he would be this guy, and then he's just a, almost kind of a psychopath on his own. At the end of the day, you want to see him like beat up bad guys, make it it's brutal. You want to see him mow down people, and it provides all that. And I think it's like a, a little bit stylish in the way it does it. Yeah, music, the way it's cut. And you have some nice cameos and surprises. So overall, I thought it was a very enjoyable flick for what it's going for. Solid. Rugs, opening thoughts. <laughs> okay, this movie was made for what, 13 million? 16 million, yes. 16 million. I mean, it's fucking for that money. It's fucking a lot of fun. Yes, it is. Uh, this just proves that you can really take anybody and make them John Wick. Like, you can take, like yeah. they can take me and make it make me John Wick. Absolutely. It, it, that blueprint the, is the better there. comparison would be they could take Imran and make yeah. it. Oh, yeah. oh, they, I want to see that movie. <laughs> I want to see like, like Rugs, Imran. You, the do, movie. Rugs, you don't remember <laughs> the student film we did where I had this blue jacket and I was this assassin with two guns. And I remember that. That was yeah, me. But, that was my John Wick moment in college. I had didn't it. you get killed in that movie? I did by the. I was chasing the female assassin and she kills me and I fall down the stairs and die. But like the Joker, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just fell down the stairwell and there was like a whole trick shot and I did, was on the did ground. You throw yourself down the stairwell? No, it was. It's called movie making. <laughs> He was not naked in this. I know. I had my clothes on. Also. <laughs> but I got to play naked like I got to play like a badass for like one quick second. It was fucking fun. If anybody ever asked Imran to be in the college filming, the first thing he's like, should I be naked? You want my clothes on? <laughs> not even. Not even. Do I have? It's like, should I? Like, I should. I, I, I asked that to people who didn't want me in movies. I just, just asked that walking around. Y'all be naked? Oh, man. Y'all be naked? I still would love to see uh, to this level, Imran. If anybody's listening who has the power to make this happen, I want it has to happen. This is the this is the role that you were born to play. Is this this role? <laughs> Make me nobody in the sequel. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I could be an even lo- bigger nobody. An in even the movie. bigger nobody. It's called yeah. No One. Nobody Two. No One. <laughs> oh my god! But like, it's just fun to see yeah. that he committed himself to like you know learning the choreography yeah. and making it happen. I think it took him two years. He, he said, trained so- two years for this movie. That's oh, amazing, shit. and you see it. And uh, it was enjoyable. I like, I look better than. Bob, I like the fucking Russian guy. That guy was fucking. Great. You actually like the bad guy? Was uh, yeah, he was yeah, crazy. I, I for a second I wish I'm like, I wish it was Dolph Lundgren, but like oh yeah, almost that would have been even that would be yeah. just even better. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy was great because he was like kind of had a gut. He was 
<laughs> you like to sing. Old. He loves Sinatra. And he liked yeah. to sing yeah, Sinatra like songs. And weird, yeah, but he was just so like just ruthless. But then he'll stab that dude in the eye with like, a fucking broken. I glass. was more intimidated by this guy than the bad guy in John Wick. Oh the first shit! One. Wow. Shit. Yeah, and Anthony, I don't even remember the bad guy in John Wick. So it, that's, it was yeah. yeah it was oh, just another, yeah. yeah. It was another Russian guy. They love mowing down Russians. They do love shooting all the Russians. Uh, so I fucking love this movie. There's so many things I really, I watched it twice. Uh, and because the action scenes were great and watching it twice, you do get a little bit of different headspace once you figure out what's going on. But this is like a baby brother to John Wick meets a little bit of Quentin Tarantino meets like Home Alone meets Die Hard. Like t- you mentioned Taken, Anthony. This is better than Taken in, in the sense that it knows not to take itself that seriously. Well, Taken has so many quick cuts. You can't even Taken watch the movie. Taken has the worst choreography, the worst stunts, the worst cuts editing. This fucking movie, the action scenes are amazing. You, Everything is grounded. You could see every move. You can follow it. It, and he you could see he did a lot of his stunts uh the the bus scene we're gonna talk about is fucking phenomenal i the car chase scene it has one of every it's got great shootouts hand-to-hand combat great car chase scene it's got everything and you can follow it and it is stylistic and 16 million dollars. 16 million dollars and i was surprised that bob odenkirk who comes from sketch comedy he used to write on the simpsons and saturday night live he fucking sells it as this badass guy who, when you watch it a second time and you watch that efficient setup in the beginning where they're showing you his routine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. First of all, how efficient is that to show you the mundane reality? But then you think about this guy chose this. This is what he wanted. And he's kind of getting tired of it a little bit. But this is the life he wanted. Uh, and uh, then he just gets pulled back and, and breaks a seal. Uh, again, you said great music. It's only 90 minutes. It's amazingly watch, paced. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it drags anywhere. It's not overly complicated. It's one of those movies um, that where you you watch it and you're watching like the violence. And I know like it's it's a brutal like it, the choreography is good. If I audibly go, like, oh, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I said and there Oof. were a few moments where yes. uh, knees were snapping oh, or like, stuff was going into necks or eyes. And I was just going, oh, my God. Fuck. Oh, yeah. This is brutal. Yeah, I went, oof. Many I like times. the moment. One of the moments that I like the most is that there's a guy with a car on his body that's about to die. Yes. And that's the guy who, uh, who Bob Odenkirk <laughs> confides in the about black who used Russian. to be. There's a black Russian. Yeah. <laughs> The, the one moment that made me like kind of cover up was when he puts the stent in the guy's neck. I'm like, oh, oh he, so, okay. Can we talk about the bus scene? Fucking phenomenal. He's frustrated. His house has just been broken in. He goes, uh, and then you find out he noticed that the gun wasn't loaded, which is why he didn't fucking take the swing. Well, he knew the whole time that those people were desperate. Like the gun wasn't they, loaded. She was shaking. They were, just, they were scared. They were nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's very confident. So and, then and he didn't want to, there's a level of it. Like he didn't want, he knows what he could be. Yes. And he, he didn't, didn't want, want to open do that the seal. With this with them. Yes. Yeah, he, he didn't want to break the seal. They want to break that seal. And he tried not to until the fucking kitty bracelet. And then it's great. Cause he goes, he finds them and he realizes they have a baby and, and he can't do anything, and he needs to get his frustration out, enter the Russians and the bus. My favorite moment in this movie is right when he's, it's all slow-mo, and he walks back, and he takes the bus lady out, and he comes back on the bus and just empties the revolver, lets the bullets drop, and then just goes, I am going to fuck you up. I was oh, like, oh, my God, that's so badass. That's a great one, but the, right before when he's sitting there, and he sees yes. them like walking, and he's he like, goes, please let them open the door. Well, he goes... 
something along the lines of like whenever like God when one door closes, yep. another yeah. one opens. Yeah. God gives you another one. And he goes, please open the fucking door. Please open the fucking door. <laughs> and then you see this efficient, methodical fight scene. And he's getting hit. He's not the best. And in fact, the more he gets punched, the more he kind of wakes him up. He like kind of enjoys it. I love it. He gets thrown out of the fucking bus, comes back on, takes him out, and then trakes the guy with a fucking straw to the throat. Amazing. I love that scene. I watched it over and over again. I feel like... It- it reminded me of the Dark Knight Returns, like yeah. when Bruce goes out for the first time and he he gets a little taste and he's like, yeah, yeah he's back. He's baptized with his own blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's yeah. the mutants. Yeah, yeah. It's, and he's alive similar, now. Oh, yeah, he's alive. And the funny thing is, all of this really, uh, Hutch provoked this. Like, he fucked up the dude's brother just for no reason. Just because... Yeah, he- it's all he his started fault. all of yeah, this. Yeah, he started the whole thing. It's all his fault. Uh, really? Because, but he was, I guess you could say he wanted to save the girl. Remember, there's a girl on the bus. That was just an excuse. That was an like, excuse to fuck him something. up. Yeah, he wanted to fuck. And then we meet Yuri, the bad guy. You talked about, he's pretty good. You have the Obshack. Uh, and then you have a lot of things that are like John Wick. Like the Obshack's very John Wick. The barber is like the concierge or the continental. You know, that he goes to visit. The second home invasion is great. You see, he's got a panic room and he's thought about this and he's got everything prepared. And I love, again, snaps the fucking bat in half on his knee and just impales it, dude. Oh, kidding? shit. Fuck, this guy's <laughs> badass. Well, the, be- the best, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, he just is so unassuming. And then you just yeah. have, it's that dichotomy of this dad bod suburban <laughs> dude just <laughs> kicking everyone's ass. And you don't expect it. Just, it's a new, it's like, somewhat new element to it because even like like keanu reeves is still keanu reeves yeah but bob odenkirk is not yes i think that's that's the one thing that sets this apart is you have bob odenkirk and a little bit different from john wick they spend more time getting to know bob odenkirk you know you really kind of do feel for him and connect with him whereas with john wick it just fucking starts you don't really know anything about john wick or his backstory at all you're just along for the ride they spend a little more time setting up his family what was going on and tricking you into thinking he was a normal dude. Uh, and then you find out, uh, you know, his half brother, Harry Rizza, and then Christopher Lloyd just having a ball in this clearly <laughs> having fun, blowing everyone. So I, can great. we talk about this? So are they a family of people who are auditors or is like the wife's in on this too? I no, she knows. doesn't know. No, she knows. Remember he said, I no. he, when he sent her away, he's like, I need you to, no, she knows. You think she knows? She, she like, oh, yeah, patches she him, up. him up. That's right. That's right. There, everyone knows, like, yeah, the, I think the dad was an auditor. He becomes an auditor. Rizza is like, kind of like his brother, sort of. Half, yeah. yeah. Connie Nielsen's character definitely knows. She did know because she patched him up. That's right. When he came back home. I was half expecting her to grab a gun and start kicking that his ass. Been, that would have been amazing. That's Wonder Woman's mom, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I love Christopher Lloyd. The Christopher Lloyd scenes is great. And he's I mean, the one where he like, hat, was sleeping yeah, and then he shotguns the guy. Yeah. And then the and then the the senior home like attendant comes in and he's just like holding the guy's mouth. He's like, keep it down in here. He's like, got the war movie up. Like they, they add that element of comedy to yeah, this yep. too. Like dark comedy. And it has a bunch of like, you know, contrived, unbelievable things. You have to suspend oh, your by, disbelief, but it works. You by the end, I mean, there's no way those three men are mowing down all these Russians yeah. like that in, in the open. Like, they're not even hiding. No. And the, the, some the Russians of, are just running in to get shot. Yes, they're getting mowed <laughs> down. And he home alone rigs the fucking construction site. It's fantastic. <laughs> there's, it gets a little bit indulgent with the slow-mo. 
you know, it gets it dips in a little bit like Zack Snyder, but I don't think he uses that too much. The hardcore Henry guy. I love the POV uh, gun camera where he throws the gun and it's the POV of the camera as it's turning and he catches it. Like, I love that shit, but you know what only do it once me? in a while. Yeah. I think I forget which Kingsman it was, but there was ah, a Kingsman yes, scene yes, where they were mowing yes. down people like that. It too. was the first one in the church, the church yeah, yeah. scene where he kills everyone. I love that he burned down the object and the little details of like putting the gasoline in the sprinklers. And then he just shows up eating steak in front of him. Fucking fucking. Yeah, fan- that was great. Fucking fantastic. fucking fantastic. Just don't think about it because you're like, this is the most wanted guy. Yes, in this everybody. And he just happens to just not only there. sit down, but have a waiter or waiter Bring serve him, him a steak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and the car chase scene also was good. Like it made sense. It wasn't unbelievable, but it was very stylized and contrived and you could follow it and fuck. Uh, well, and okay. So a couple other great things in the end battle when fucking Harry shoots three guys with the one bullet. That's fucking that was awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> unbelievable. And then how he finally gets Yuri by, uh, running at him with a mine and a fucking body shield. Like that's fuck that's a fucking last hail mary call and that even work i don't know but how they shot it was great (laughs) you saw both of them flying back oh my other favorite line where he gets there and he goes to his dad you brought a lot of shotguns and christopher Lloyd's like well you brought a lot of russians (laughs) (laughs) and then he saves the cat and his daughter wanted a kitty remember in the beginning she's like you should get a kitty and well that cat was up in it was up in the uh in the ceiling Oh, the beginning. oh that was the cat. Oh, my God. All of this actually ties together. That was the cat that she was trying to find in the fucking ceiling. Yeah. I never imagined I'd see Doc Brown just mowing down. Right? Russians. With two guns, just shooting Russians. Fucking badass. When's the last time that guy was in a movie that was anything? Uh, He, he was in Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. He, I think he shot Lloyd. somebody in that. Yeah. Hmm. He was doing TV for a while, too. I don't know. He's He's looking old, though. Uh, drinks. He's 82 right now, old wow. Christopher Lloyd, and this is the. Hey, go out in a blaze of glory. That's what still, I, said. I mean, this, this movie is, is, you know, it's it knows exactly what it wants yep, to be, yep. and it's super well executed in the genre that we've seen a lot of times. But yeah, it, it's it's has a couple twists on the genre, and then and what you want to see is this guy kick some ass and it be well choreographed. And they do it. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> that's I, really all you need. I don't think it does a lot new, but it does it really well and confidently and with style, which is like what I love. The one thing that I was uh, kind of like gave me a sense of fear was that his family was like in the crosshairs at some point, but then they kind of get rid of that real quickly. Like, right. just go away, and then we don't have to worry about you anymore. Yeah, they 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 do take out some of the stakes by yeah. like, well, having yes, the family yes, leave. Yeah, just like. Okay, now this movie, like, at the end of the day, you want him to win, but if he dies, he dies, right? Like, it's like like Drago would say, right? So by the end, it's just like, how many Russians can you kill? It, it does lessen <laughs> it a little bit where there aren't the the stakes of the family getting killed. Art, I thought he wasn't going to go back to them, but he's still there, and they need a house with a basement or something. Uh, but yeah, so maybe John Wick has a, a more immediate stakes. Uh, they have a dog that gets killed. I don't know. Well, there's dogs. Well, <laughs> now you, you, the question is like, what happens next? Yes. Does he go back to his family? So What's he does going go on? back. They're looking for a house. Also, who called him? Did the government call and free him? Is that how much power he has? Remember at the end when they're like, who the fuck are you? And then they get a call and he's free. And mid credit scene. Did you catch this, Anthony? Did you see there was a mid credit scene? 
you know what? I missed it. And then I read about it after. Yeah, Ruggs Ruggs missed it too. Basically, it cuts to Harry and Christopher Lloyd, the dead, and they're in an RV and they're driving out on the road and it pulls back and there's just a shitload of guns in their fucking RV. Uh, so they're back into, I guess they're all, everyone's, everyone's been, uh, unleashed. But like you said, I want to know Hutch's past. I want to know some more stories about him being an auditor. You know, I love the story about he let the one guy leave and then saw that the guy had a normal life and then got, he's like, that's what I want. And he goes and does that. But, uh, oh, and then the playing card tattoo. That was interesting moment. Remember that moment? Yeah, they see that and they all just run away. The dude sees that and he's like, thank you for your service. And he goes behind the door and locks seven locks and then peeks out. So what's that tattoo mean? You it's, think? I, well, so what I can gather, it's an offsuit. It's a seven, two offsuit hand. This is the worst hand in Texas. Hold them. It's called the hammer. So I think there's multiple meanings. Like he's the hammer. Also, you never want to see these cards in Texas. Hold them. And he mentions you'd never want to see him. If he shows up, you fucked up and it's the last thing. You're going to see. Uh, but other than that, that's all I could come up with with the, those playing cards. I like that. The hammer. This whole movie also, I found out, this is Bob Odenkirk's idea. That hmm. According to a Vulture article, Odenkirk imagined a wish fulfillment fantasy revenge scenario after being victimized by home burglary twice in his life. Oh, shit. He was burglarized twice in one time. He actually locked the burglars in the basement until the police arrived. So maybe Odenkirk is a little bit of a badass. Uh, after all, in real life. That's cool. Right? This is his idea. Do we want this to cross over with John Wick? There was talk of that. I mean, it can be fun, but well. yeah, I don't know if it's like super necessary, but kind of the same guy a little bit. But they're... yeah, you know, I don't know if enough people will like it. It depends on how many people are fans of nobody. Right. I think it's gaining a cult following. I would love to see more. They kind of left it open for sequels and the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because the Russian now, the Russian dude's fucked. He's lost everybody's money. Oh, he's dead also. Oh, that's all done. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's done. <laughs> the money's finished. Shack's finished and he's dead. You could franchise this. I think it would work. They definitely can make more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely. Definitely could do. I mean, John Wick is this. Yeah, he's literally right there. They're milking. But like the five crux of, of the movie is him coming to the realization that he wants to do this again. So, um, or maybe every time he's what is, he's trying to hide in a new community, and then something happens, pulls him like out. he's like David Banner in the yeah, in the Hulk series. On, uh, he has to Hulk out at some point. And then, yeah, and then he gets, uh, and then his 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 cover gets blown. They just need that nice music when he's thumbing a ride to the yeah. next town. I, I like the music choices. I thought the songs they use, like Heart, when they use Heartbreaker and the Nina Simone song, uh, I thought it all worked. It wasn't too much. Could have been. All right. Anything else before we rate this movie? I, I think we should this. just rate this fucking thing. Yeah. It, you know, it's one of those movies, as we talked about, that it's well executed, but there isn't. Like it is what it is. It is There's what not it is. like a it's, ton no, right. of like yep. dissection you can no, do in it's terms pretty of like straightforward. Like, yeah, yeah. Technically, it's made, it's very well made. Though. What would you? What number would you give it? Anthony? Eight out of ten. Oh fuck yeah! That's what I'm gonna give it an eight too. I fucking uh, love this movie. I fucking loved it. And I think we're gonna have a three way tie for the first time. Oh, I also give it an eight. Solid pick by Blake Braden, and I want to thank him for picking uh, like a newer movie because that's great and it's something I wanted to watch. So. You have to acknowledge the fact this is a low budget film that the person who uh, 
wanted to make this movie, which is Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Like he worked at it and got the right director, the right people to make this movie. And it all worked out. It, it worked out. It shouldn't have worked out, it but it did. Have, yeah. So yeah, very now I'm waiting for the Imran version of this movie, yes, guys. So make it. Add me yeah. in the sequel. <laughs> Um, I, if I have to recommend one thing, I'm nobody, I'm nobody. It's going to call it called I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I, nobody too. I'm nobody. I'm an even <laughs> bigger nobody coming soon. Uh, if you, uh, I have to recommend one thing, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross back in the mid to late nineties did for HBO was probably the fucking funniest sketch comedy show I've ever seen in my life. It is called a Mr. Show. There's four seasons out there. Uh, I don't know where you can stream it. I have them on DVD, and the, it's just the fucking funniest show. Jack, the only thing I remember from that is uh, Andy Dick. Andy Dick is on there. Young Jack hilarious. Black is on there. Yes. And Homo, homo Sapiens are number one. <laughs> There's some great sketches. Yeah. But for him to come from that to this and sell it the way he did, I was really skeptical that Bob Odenkirk was going to be able to sell this, but I bought it. He did it. Fucking pulled it off. Good for you. Yeah, check it out if you can. It's still not uh, out on anything other than you have to pay per view, right? Yeah, it's still. It might be still in theaters, or you rent it. And uh, there you go. All right, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Well, this is where I was going to ask Anthony what he thought about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We already heard that. Knock that one out. Knock that shit out. Uh, We have a couple of comments from people uh, regarding the review and the Turtles. John Campbell posted, anyone following the new TMNT comic run, The Last Ronin? It's really dark and intriguing. Uh, This thing just came out, and it does actually look really cool. It is. It's actually, I thought... Eastman and Laird were done with the turtles. This is actually from Eastman and Laird uh, themselves. And it's basically, it's like in the near post-apocalyptic future. And there's one lone surviving turtle going on a mission to uh, get justice for his fallen family. And the art looks kind of cool in the Amazon preview. And I'm kind of excited. I might have to check this out. Rugs, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I do not. I did not read it. I do not know anything about it. So I am now tuned into this and I'm going to check it out. So I'll let you know after I check it out. I think think it's a five issue series and I think it just came out. Anthony, would you check something like this? Uh, What are we talking about? Uh, Moving on to the next (laughs) thing. David Zika also always great with reference links. He should really be our like researcher and do these notes for me because he finds Great shit. I mentioned all the knockoff things that came out, you know, in the late eighties when the turtle started. Uh, there, so there was one. I didn't get the name. He posted the wiki too. It was the adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Oh shit. So, oh shit. Yeah. You see the trend here. It's the ARBBH is not as fun as TMNT to say. And that was by Eclipse and then Dynamite. So this is a parody of a parody of parody, right? And then there was one. This one is a lot of fun to say. Preteen dirty jean kung fu kangaroos. That's just this is terrible. This yeah, this is what uh, people were doing uh, back uh, when this got popular. Uh, and then uh, a couple other spinoffs you may have heard of, knockoffs of Teenage Ninja Turtles that I remember. 
There was uh, cartoons. There was extreme dinosaurs, road rovers, biker mice from Mars. There was something called Avenger penguins, uh, Wild West cowboys of Moo Mesa. This is cows that are sheriffs that are riding horses. <laughs> oh, shit. The cows are riding horses. Battletoads? Remember Battletoads? Battletoads, obviously. That was a big video game. One. That might have been the biggest, like, most successful knockoff. Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah, I S- talked about that last Street week. Sharks were great. Do you remember Street Sharks, Anthony, at all? I remember Street <laughs> Swat Cats? I don't think that was. That's no, like Batman. Cyborgs. <laughs> what is this? I don't remember any of this. These are all forgotten knockoff cartoons that actually existed. Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. That, that I was the one that. I was yeah. talking, trying to think of last yeah. week. I was like, there's a rabbit one. I can't remember. Bucky it's not O'Hare. That was Bucky O'Hare. So, yeah, yeah these right. are all actual things that actually, you know, tried to capitalize on the turtles. It was a fad. Yeah. It was a fad. Like, just genres like mutants, animals, anthropomorphic things that have like certain skills. No one can beat the original though. And they eat pizza or or whatever. They eat <laughs> there's some kind of some fast food involved. They all have yeah, you know different color bur- burger bunnies. Yeah, they're all different personalities. Badass burger bunnies. Badass burger bunnies. All right. Anyways, that's fun to go back to. Let's finish up with some what are we watching? So rugs, I finished Jupiter's Legacy. Yes. The last two episodes, and to my surprise, the show finally got interesting in, like, the last episode and a half. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, shit. Now, okay. Fuck, why didn't you do this earlier? Why were you waiting so long? Can I ask you the question that I, which bugged me the whole time? Yeah. Like. Spoilers. Number one. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Why does he do this? mind, like, this whole fight in the mind that didn't need to happen? Just Is this just for uh lady liberty to like to catch see, a glimpse because of that that was all a setup with uh what's his name yeah what's his name uh he was, tr- he was trying to fox sky fox, sky he's, fox. Trying to set him. he's trying to pin it on sky fox and fakes this whole like, thing anthony there's this fight that happens that doesn't really happen like that he he kind of creates this like fake fight and the mind like, space and no one no one can see it except for him <laughs> what the fuck and then, yeah, yeah eventually so, Lady Liberty goes in, but the reveal. Like, he had to know that he, she was going to do that. Did, like, Did you watch any of his, this, Anthony? I only watched the first uh, said 20, 20 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not that I was, I didn't stop for any reason other than the fact that, like, I just was tired. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't really get a feel for the show in 20 <sighs> minutes. It seemed okay, but from what you guys said, it wasn't good. And that they changed a lot and they draw out stuff, so. I don't know if I'll ever watch this because if you guys are saying it's bad, why the fuck would I think? You know, it's, it's funny. Imran likes anything. But and even he, yeah, and where it ended, now I'm like, oh fuck! Now I want to see what happens. But the ending kind of is. You're right, rugs. It doesn't make sense why the guy does what he does for the big fucking reveal. Ending. And they don't do that in the comics, oh, really. Wow. Okay. So okay, uh, it's not necessary. It just like, misses what it's trying to be about. What it was supposed to do, which was like get you. Uh, connected to the kids it doesn't do uh it's where very weird and, and uneven it's half a period piece which isn't a bad thing the period stuff was I just, good i don't know the reason why it frustrated me more than a lot of people i think people who didn't read the comics are just bored by it because it takes so long it's drawn out people who read the comics know what's going to happen and know that this all this shit a lot of it isn't important 
Ah. So I just want you are like, why are we still here in <laughs> yes. the story? So I think that that's the two reasons why people don't like it. One on one, if you don't not familiar with it, it's just not as fast paced or as engaging as the stuff that we've come to see. And the people who've read it are like, this is moving. We're, we're like hung up on this one spot here. We need to progress to get to the meat of the story. I've so seen some positive comments from, I, I am assuming people who had never read the book or didn't know anything about it. And they were like, well, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. So I don't know. We see, again, we said it in the last week, Anthony, we've seen everything they it's do. It's getting mixed reviews, it's getting, it's but the, we've seen everything they do so much better just recently in everything yeah. in invincible, the boys, everything we watched. You know, when you guys talked about it, the one question I had is if this is getting mixed reviews, like what does that mean for the Millar world? on Netflix. Like that's not well, a great start, right? If they were doing his comic the way it's supposed to be done, then I would worry because then I'm like, okay, nobody likes it, but they did his comic, even though he was involved, yeah, I guess, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, but they did, they kind of made it less impactful and not as good as the comic. So, mm. um, I don't know if that's Miller or if that's, that comes, that's Steven S. Denight. Well, well the thing is though, it's like, like we were just talking about that you need shows that create buzz. Yeah. I, I really haven't heard any buzz no. about Jupiter's Legacy yeah. yet, but then I'm not dialed into Twitter. No, there's, like there's not much buzz there. But the, the thing that I noticed is like right off the bat, like, you know, you want to create buzz with these shows, but they start off the opening graphic is like Millar World. Like they definitely want to build this as a brand. And I mean, this isn't the best start for a, a, a brand that's like bur- a burgeoning brand that they've just spent a lot of money on to like eventually like. I'm sure they want it to be like when you associate Malar World with TV content, eventually they want it to be like a Marvel or a Pixar or something like that. The thing with Miller, like all of us, besides Kick-Ass, the first movie, right, which is probably the best one uh, of all of his and Kingsman, the first the first movie, all of his other movies are not that closely adapted. Like everything that they've done with his other stuff has always been like kind of. A, like a few a few shades away from what he actually did the, uh, like uh wanted wasn't anything like the comic um besides just the, the 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 plot and then what's the other big one that they just did that didn't do well kingsman they did they did kick ass the second kick ass wasn't that good yeah right no. right and I, um, there's something else i'm forgetting these are all miller books right yeah are they technically millar world yeah yeah they haven't really stuck to his stuff and they should. And I think that that's what the crime is that they're not sticking to what he does. And even though he's involved, like, I don't know how he's letting this happen. It's like, I think basically, first of all, it's Netflix. They bought all his shit. He has a lot of shit. So I think they don't really care if it's going to be good. And they're just going to move on to the next one. They're like, okay, let's just make the next thing and see what sticks. It might be part of just throwing shit at the wall at this point. I also think they shouldn't have done this first. I don't think I agree with that. that I thought this is a weird choice for them to start with when they have, like they should have started with, they have starlight and Empress or which are two. And they have this other one. Huck. Huck is good. Is, Chronauts. I really like Chronauts. You could do a great, yes, yeah, Chronauts. Yes. You could do a great series. Super with Crooks that. is great. Like, but like they shouldn't have done this because it's so close Super to every. Crooks is great. Yes, it, it's so close. Super Crooks would have been fucking amazing. That's a good if they one. Would have done I actually that. read that one. Su- yeah, superior. 
Uh, he's got a lot of things, so they just might be like, eh, we'll do, let's move on to the next like, thing. This is so close to the stuff that the, to Invincible yeah, and the I, boys. Yeah. It's too close. Maybe that's why they picked it because they're like, and this a would- Watchmen. They're all of yeah. these kind of deconstruction of heroes and, and all that stuff and the legacy, what it means. So it's too close. It's going to get comparisons. You should have waited till like the, the shine and people have started missing shows like that. Especially and then right after Invincible. That. that was bad timing. It's bad timing because Invincible nailed it. Yeah. Not only Invincible, but just like the, the run of yeah. comic book properties yeah. that were doing well on stream. Umbrella Academy, The Boys, Invincible, Boy, yep. Titan, all the DC stuff, Doom Patrol. It was just hitting and it. it was they're all very good. Uh that Netflix series Love, Death, and Robots I mentioned was coming out last week. I watched season two. The whole thing? Well, the episodes are short. They the longest are eighteen minutes and the shortest is seven minutes. So there are some are seven, some are eleven, some are thirteen. But you watch the whole season. Yeah, very easy to fly oh, through. It's very good. Uh Anthony, you know you heard about this, right? What's that? Love, Death and Robots, the yeah, the CG. I, I I haven't watched it. I remember you guys hyping it up, and there was one time where I downloaded all the episodes and was going to watch it on a plane. Oh, that's right. You didn't do it. So they put out another set of episodes for season two, and there's some great stories, great animation. I'll say there's a few of these where the animation is so fucking good that I forgot I was not watching a live-action thing. Yeah. Oh, shit. There's one that's like... Oh my god! I forgot this name. This thing looks amazing. And as far as topics, they is that the one with the with the albino guy? Yes, it's the one with snow. The episode "Snow in the Desert." And then there's a couple. There's a couple actually. There's another one later. There's uh, there's one with fucking Michael B. Jordan in it. Oh shit! A CG Michael B. Jordan. It's very realistic. That's the last one. So some of these. The uh, concepts are great. The, the, some of them are lighthearted. Like well, I watched three of them. Oh, which one did you watch? I watched the the one with the albino. That one is a fucking. I watched the great. one with the, with the population control. That one's good too. And I watched the one with the brothers that are looking at the whales. Oh yeah, that one's cool too. So there, some of them. One is like, what if your uh, Roomba decided to kill you? You know, lighthearted stuff like that. Uh, but Anthony. There's two amazing concepts. This the one with population control. How what would you do in the near future? Uh children are illegal. You have to ha- you can't have unregistered children, right? So, but if you agree to not have children, the government will give you a series of shots that enable you to live forever. Oh shit. So, you can't reproduce, but you get to live forever. Kind of controlling the population. Uh, I thought it was a fucking fascinating concept explored well in this one short. What would you do? Yeah. Would you take it? Ask me that question again. (laughs) (laughs) Would you give up reproducing to live forever? Oh, man. Right? That's a crazy quick thing to think about. Would I give up reproducing to live forever? Yeah. Do I want to live forever? That's the thing. Would you? So, at what point will you live forever and be like, I yeah, picked the I would wrong say thing? No. Yeah, maybe. I, don't want, I would. Maybe I would not. rather not live forever. Because that, that. But if everyone is living forever with you, if they all are on what board, what if you with could this, just take it for a spin for a while? Well, and then when you then get you sick have, of it, then you have to break the law and eventually have a kid and break the law. Or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. I probably would do. I, I don't want to just do one or the other. I always break the rules, man. Yeah, that would, I do. Then, then the the one with the albino snow in the desert. Rugs. That one, I want to see a fucking TV series about this whole oh, world. Yeah. This guy's That's life. That's one of the things. 
that's one of the things that fucking sucks about this. I'm like, oh, we're up and running and it's over. It oh, so fuck, good. I want to see more. I want to see a whole, I want to see movies. I want to learn more about snow and the the synthetic broad. Is it it me, was fucking great. Is it me where the last one had tits in it and this didn't? One of them had, t- well, in sn- oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. This one didn't have boobs. The last one had was full of boobs. So I guess they changed their tune. This after one doesn't the have boobs. One. It's all in shadow. Then, and it's not. It's not as gory as the other ones was. No. Too. Well, I thought the. I thought snow was pretty pretty violent, and the snow oh, one yeah, was violent. A lot of people bit, got yeah. killed. And the Michael B. Jordan one's great. There's one beautiful one where just a giant man, a giant body, washes up on shore. It's dead. He's like a 200 foot giant naked, and they show like a giant penis in that one. Oh so, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch uh, that. That's great. It's oh, the world's over, biggest dick. Overall, I enjoyed. Oh, and then there is a Christmas one that gives new meaning to where do toys come from in Christmas, and it's fucking like nightmarish. It's amazing. It's a twist on Santa Claus. Oh, okay, it's the shortest one, but you're like, oh shit, those kids are fucked up now. So overall, great season. I liked all of them. They were very good. Yeah, I. I enjoyed whatever I saw, and I'm gonna watch the rest tonight. So, Anthony, you watch anything this week with your eyes shut? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't watch too much. That's a good. Point. Uh, I've been getting back in the TV. You know, for some reason, I don't know why, but I thought Army of the Dead came out already. It came out in the theater this week, and it's coming uh, out May 21st. That's the next thing we will review next week. I, I was gonna try to watch it, and then I'm like, wait a minute, what's what's going on? I was like telling my friends that it came out, and they're like, dude, how do you review review movies? Like as your like thing, and you don't even know when the movie's <laughs> <out. laughs> I... You're telling us it's out. It's not <laughs> it's in the theater. Like, oh, the right. reviews have not been the best. I don't know. Have you seen? I've, I, I've seen. I've seen. It's like a six, oh, seven okay. out of ten okay. from like the consensus. All right. All right. But I think it's a two and a half hour oh, movie, fuck. which is oh shit, fucking. Because I, I was gonna watch it late at night, yeah. even though it, I don't actually have access to it. I thought it was on Netflix, and I was gonna watch it, thinking like this is like an hour and a half. Movie. It should be. Yeah, and I, I googled it two and a half hours. Well, it's less so. than four hours, so that's a a bonus. He's it's a start, Zack Snyder. What the fuck? No, a zombie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you need a two and a half hour zombie movie? Look no. At, look at what they did <laughs> in ninety minutes with nobody. Cut something. Holy shit! How efficient pacing in ninety minutes you could get a nobody. The, a, a zombie movie about a Las Vegas casino heist does not need to be two and a half fucking Leave hours. People wanting more. What the fuck? Two hour twenty eight. Whoa. So tw- uh, 24 minutes of slow motion in this one too, Zack Snyder? Is that what we're, well, that what we're doing? You know, everyone talks. 10%. I actually haven't seen. I think I've seen. Was it Dawn of the Dead? Mm. Yes. I don't remember. I don't. But everyone talks about how good he is with zombie movies. Dawn so. of the Dead was good. That's the only one he's done. Well, it yeah. came out at a time where there was not like this level of filmmaking being as common. Right. You know, right. so right, right, it right. stood out, you know, in a Dawn of the Dead movie of all like a zombie movie, like. You know, zombie movies are not the best made films. Usually, they usually they're schlock. So, the fact that there is a zombie movie that comes out with a little bit of an action vibe to yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I so, I think um, this movie needs to do good because I think Netflix may be the new home for Zack Snyder because there were some articles coming out where he said even on the Snyder cut, Warner Brothers was torturing me. And he and he's talked about how amazing it was working for Netflix. They didn't fuck with him, but that's Warner Brothers. Like they fuck with everybody. 
clearly we hear these stories over and over again. But even on his own four hour thing where I thought they stepped out of the way so he could make this, he goes, they're still torturing me. So I, I don't know. But I think with Netflix, just like Malar World, they'll let him make whatever the fuck he wants. They'll be like, here, here's a bag of money, Zach. Have fun. We don't care. It's Netflix. We just need shit to throw up there. Yeah. That's my hot take. <laughs> well, yeah, Netflix needs uh I mean it has plenty of content. They just they just need to keep they need to up their subscription level so they just need to find something shiny for people to come and get. Maybe the Snyder Bros will will help Netflix out. <laughs> uh really quick, I've been watching Godzilla Singular Point. Oh yeah, on the Netflix the anime. I've been yeah, I use a VPN so I can see what Japanese Netflix has. Oh. And I could actually watch, and they just, for some reason, out of nowhere, they just started putting English subtitles on it, so I could finally understand it. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting. So if anybody's interested in doing that, do it. That's just <laughs> the movie, right? It's the one movie. No, no, oh, it's, it's a like new anime, oh, it's a new, new anime it's not series in the U.S. Netflix. Not yet. It's coming oh. out like in June, so oh, it's coming shit. out soon. But like, I've already, it's already almost done oh, in Japan. VPN is the way to do it. All I can tell you is. You need a fucking physics degree because the the amount of sheer techno babble that's being fucking spouted out <laughs> in this show is completely they love, unfathomable. They love the techno babble. It's uh, yeah, they're like talking about uh, artifacts and, and, and archetypes, and oh my god, are they talking about genomes? Oh and, my god! Oh my god! It's like it's like so involved. I'm like, and I can't. I'm like, I can't fucking make it. I'm just too stupid for wow. this. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, Dr. Adam Morris, PhD, can watch it and explain yeah, it. How, yeah, explain this to me, please. <laughs> what is this? This is all made up. All right, that's it for this week, everybody. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. That's where you're going to contact me for anything that you need. Check out our Rugs, show notes, links to everything pizza there. Pizza recipes. You, you got recipes? <laughs> Sandwiches. Yeah. Sandwich recipes. Yeah, sandwich recipes. recipes. He's got the best sandwich recipes. I got, yeah, I got you. All right, for all your food recipes, follow him there. Follow us at Jock and Nerdcast on Twitter. Of course, most important thing, share the show, tell a friend, spread the word. Jock and Nerd, thanks for listening to the <laughs> Jock and Nerd guy. podcast. These are all dad jokes. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, Stop you. Man, you're amateur. From Carpet Lab. What the fuck is going on here? Get your hand off my penis! Somebody touch my spaghetti! Carpet lad, yes, carpet lad.